Hello, and welcome to the Crit Hit Wild podcast, where we review a character from MCP every every week. Today, I'm your interim host, Fred. I'm Brad. And I'm Steven. How's it going, guys? Uh, pretty okay with me. Yeah, it, get, getting a lot of MCP games in, so. Oh, that's good to hear. Uh, it is extremely rainy and stormy where where we currently are, at least in, in the West Virginia area. So you may hear some stormy background noise, but it's all good. It's all good. Unfortunately, we are without Brandon today, so we'll just have to, to power on through without him. But uh, we now have Steven back, which is very nice. It's always good to have you back, Steven. Yeah, sorry about missing last week. I have birthday things to do, so. No, no, no worries. No worries. We all have responsibilities. Uh, speaking of which, uh, we did Toad last week, Stephen. Real quick, what's your take on Toad? Toad? Um, he yeah. does one thing, and he does it really, really good. Probably better than anybody else in the game. So he goes and picks things up, and then he goes hides in the corner. Yeah. What would you give him letter grade? Um. Well, it, as as for his use in other uh, other places that are not his home factions, I, I would say I'd have to put him in the A tier category. So. Okay. Yeah, that's that seems to be where the uh, where the consensus was. I was the outlier with an A minus. Well, I was going to say maybe an A minus because he's a little bit squishy at times. But is that a slight bit of vindication for me? <laughs> I think that my... I think that pushes our average to an S plus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I was hoping that um, the that maybe he would have uh, you know something else with blob per se i mean the the card's okay but i don't see it getting played as as much it, it's more of a fun factor so maybe that's why i go to an a minus is that his card doesn't really have a good utility and then you know he can get one shot pretty good and pretty easily sometimes okay okay i think that's entirely fair and that's about where i was i was sitting with him well uh let's move on um so first things first, we have there are several tournaments to announce. Uh, one, there is a Charleston tournament uh, this Saturday. Uh, what is the date? I'm blanking on the, what the exact date would be. Uh, on that day that I spoke over and didn't hear for myself, but everyone <laughs> out there in podcast land did hear. That is the day that uh, there's going to be a Charleston tournament. Uh, the 18th, Brad. The 18th. Yeah, the 18th. Thank you. Thank you very much. I can't do basic math while I'm talking and pacing at the same time. Uh, also on the 18th, there is a tournament at the Fabricators Forge in Pittsburgh. Now, so if you can't make it... Wait, is there, that incorrect? No, there is a Legion tournament on the 18th in Fabricators oh, Forge. Oh! Oh! Their, their MCP tournament is the 25th. The, oh, okay. My mistake. I misunderstood. I did not realize that that was the Legion-specific Discord and not the MCP Discord. Yeah. 
Uh, well, then there is a Legion tournament that day, and if you can't make it to, to our MCP tournament, then break out your Legion stuff and go play there, because it'll be fun. Uh, or you can go to the 25th, which is the next Saturday, to their MCB tournament. I don't think we're making it this time, right? No, there's no way. I can't make it. I'm just not going to be able to. But I'm making it to the tournament you guys are having on the 18th, all the way from Cleveland, Ohio. So I know. You're making us look bad. <laughs> you're making us look bad. You are more consistent than Jared, Borka... A lot of the people Brandon. who live here. Are you calling them is... out now, Brad? <laughs> yes. Calling them out by name. Michael. Michael has a good reason, at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this will be my sixth, sixth one in a row. Yeah. Good on you. Hard to believe I've known you guys for a half a year now. <laughs> Well, uh, if you are going to be available that Saturday, come on down and play some games. We'll have some fun. Let's move right along. Uh, so we re they released the Psylocke card. We'll cover that later. Uh, but was there anything else that uh, AMG released this week? Uh, so, Fred, do you remember what you said about Shatterpoint? I did. I said that it, uh, we weren't going to talk about them until they released some substantive information. And Guess what happened this be, week? They released substantive information. Yes. So they yeah, so, they, they released squad building rules. I'm just going to run that down super quick. Um, so er, you play two squads. The squads do not have to be from the same era. So you could play a Clone Wars era and squad and a uh, galactic civil war era squad the within the squads they have to be the same and there are three types of units there's a primary unit a secondary unit and a support unit you pick your primary unit and they have a point cost you can't go over that many points when you pick your secondary unit and your support unit. Uh, you can mix good guys and bad guys, but there are bonuses built in to certain characters for playing stuff that is the same. So like um, Rex had bonuses if you play other clone troopers. I think it was clone troopers. So, that's basically what we know now. Okay. Okay. Uh, I have not had the opportunity to read over the rules myself, uh, but I would trust your judgment. What do you think? Like, what's your gut reaction to it, Brad? That it do is... Do you like it? It is not permissive enough. Okay. It's, it's not what's permitted. what's really funny is it's got a lot of people mad because a lot of people some people are mad because you can mix good guys and bad guys and some people are mad because you can't like you're not as free in making your list as they would want so they've made both sides mad because <laughs> so it's the middle path that pissed off everybody yeah uh <laughs> 
some people, and I understand this, wanted to play like a bunch of Jedi. You can't do that. I wanted to play no Force users. You can't do that. Right now, every mm. primary unit we know of is a Force user. Okay. Not all Do secondaries we are. We only know of one secondary force user. Okay. Who is that? The uh the second Ahsoka. Okay. So you can if you pre order and buy Obi Wan, you can play uh Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Ahsoka in a list together. Okay. You can have that sounds like a that sounds like a very thematic team. Yeah. And then you could we'll play see. like yeah. random uh clone troopers with them. And then you're basically playing the show, the Clone Wars show. <laughs> Well, uh, when I have the opportunity, I will read through it myself, and I will pass judgment. But it sounds like they, well, uh, like they should be, I, I'm on the side that it should be a little bit more constrained. I like the, the nature of MCP that you can play literally anything you want as long as it fits the points. But I uh, with Star Wars... I feel like there's some constraints. I don't know. I might be. I might be off base here. I'm not sure. Well, I anyway. just. I just was kind of hoping like Rex could be my leader, and then I could have like clone troopers, and I could maybe have like Echo in there or something. And it's just not looking like that's going to be possible. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm looking forward to the game still. And I will likely still buy it. They still look fantastic. So that's our Brett? Star Wars chatter. Yes? Well, I do have a question, Brad. If sure. you'd like. Do you, do you think um, the constraints on that are more to the effect that we play MCP and comics have been all over the place? We've seen team-ups that we never thought we would see. But you also have... Uh, Star Wars universe, but that's a little bit more constrained, and it's not as free flowing as comics. Do you think that plays a part into into it? Um, I think that's why you can't play mix like Civil War era and uh, Clone Wars era in the same squad. I think that's probably mm -hmm. part of that. But like, I think. I, and it may come down the line. I think they could have been a little more freer on who they made a primary and who they made a secondary. Like Rex mm -hmm. could have been a leader. Okay. And Do they we know didn't. that he won't be in the future? Like maybe there he will be could, a, a second version of Rex who is a leader could come out. But right now that's not an option. Okay. I just yeah, would have was, liked to have I, seen some non-force users be in that leadership role. Yeah, I was just referring to the fact that we have, you know, one type of print comics, which, like I said, were very free-flowing yeah. in form, and then the others ones were novels and movies, uh, and animated shows that were very 
constrained on what they were. Uh -huh. So I was just wondering if that played into it. I, I think a little bit, that. but I think they also tried not to fall in that trap <laughs> too much and mm -hmm. make it good guys and bad guys and you can't mix them. Right. Because they could have easily done that and used the shows and the movies as justifications. Like, But, I mean, Dooku's been on both sides. All right. Okay, that was my question. Just like Magneto. All right, that was our Star Wars Shatterpoint oh. aside. Uh, we'll probably be making those pretty regularly. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, is there any Cerebro news for us, Brad? There's exciting Cerebro news. If um, you're not on Android and you are on the Patreon, you have a working version of the app with images. Woo! I think I know what the problem with the Android is, and I'm waiting for two people to get back to me ask them a question and the answer to their question is going to tell me what the problem is. If that's the problem though, I don't know how to fix it yet. I'll learn. Okay. I'll, I'll learn myself some real hard. <laughs> it sounds like we are, we are getting very close. We to are getting very close to a wide release of the app. That is very cool that is pretty quick too yeah i saw i saw someone the other day they're talking about using one of the apps and they're like how do i get my list into tts because the app lives on their phone and tts lives on their computer and someone was like i put mine in cerebro and then i can just get on the website and copy and paste it and when it's an app, that'll be even easier because then they just will use the app on their phone and then they just get on the website and it's already there. So I'm going to make TTS people's lives a lot easier. Nice. This is this is the, the value that the Patreon members have bought. This is the value. Yeah. A functioning piece of, of software. Eventually. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sorry for those Pixel users. No, <laughs> I'm sorry It'll you. I'm sorry you have a very modern phone. <laughs> I think that is the issue. <laughs> well, uh, do you folks want to move on to the games that we've played recently? Uh, sure, Fred, you didn't uh, play it. I have not I have not played any games in quite a while. My schedule has been very nuts, y'all. Someone hurt has hurt themselves at work and I'm picking up double shifts. So are they uh, giving you I, that I, person's I, salary as well? Well, no. <laughs> I'm just expected to work more. That's how that works, right? Are they That's giving you overtime at least? Yes, yeah, I'm getting okay, plenty of good. overtime. Good. <laughs> Uh, so I don't get overtime in you, my job, Fred. So good for you. Yeah, no. Uh, Stephen, why don't you go first? What talk about some of the games that you've played recently? Oh my goodness, where should I start? Well, this Saturday uh, passed, uh, which was my birthday weekend. I actually attended a tournament uh, in Akron, Ohio, which is about uh, 30, 30 miles south of where I'm at. So it wasn't too far of a drive. And um, I went there and played and went undefeated and came in second place because we didn't do a fourth round. So 
Nice. Nice. It was 18 people who showed up also. Oh, holy moly. Yes. Oh, hey, exactly. that's a pretty so good you, tournament. You you know your 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 level of talent. Would you have won? Would you oh, have yeah. won? De definitely, because the other oh, undefeated yeah. was a Web Warrior player. Okay. <laughs> you had that. You had it. Just a bit. Just a bit. I, but <laughs> I wasn't playing Spider Foes. So. Oh, who were you playing? Uh, Midnight Suns Defenders. Oh, yeah. the, this Go. tournament had a bunch of newer people in it, so I didn't want to do the Spider Foes thing. Um, because honestly, to tell you the truth, I have too much fun with them. So, you know, like my first game, I found out the guy had only played five games total, uh, just had the core set and the card pack. So it was more like a teaching game at that point in time. So, okay. Well, that was good of you. That's and then good of you not to trounce everybody. <laughs> and then I ran into a brotherhood player, uh, who was doing Magneto. Scarlet Witch, Pyro, and Luke Cage. Um, and then my last opponent was doing X, um, Weapon X, I believe. Was it Weapon okay. X? No, Storm X-Men. Storm X-Men. So, yeah, he went six wide. I went four wide with some big boys, and, and it didn't go well. So, Okay. But, All right. Are you a fan of uh, so Midnight Suns? I mean, you were saying that going uh, Spider Foes was too mean for the group, but Midnight Suns contains Ghost Rider, it contains Blade. Those are mean <laughs> models. <laughs> well, you 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 perceive them to be mean models because you have a disdain for those models. <laughs> I do. I have a disdain for them because they have kicked my ass far too many times. There, good sir. Oh, well, um, I, I realized that with these new um, crisis setups that Midnight Suns might be a sleeper. Um, okay. Just for the fact that everything gets closer and Suns want to kind of do a little bit of attrition and then kind of back out, which is their bump, right? So um, I, I believe they can they can do very well. Like... I just finished up a game with Robbie uh, here at our local store, Recess, in North Olmsted, Ohio. And what, you know, on turn two, uh, Strange got Spider-Woman, um, Baron Strucker, and Ultron in his, you know, super beam attack, the Seven Sons of Cenobus. Dazed all three of them. Did a did a um, Siege of Darkness turn and then Blade and Voodoo and Strange and Ghost Rider went and just everybody just died. So, I mean, it was it was horrendous. Wow. Yeah, so... I, I, okay, so can I be frank? I've, I've been playing a video game called The Midnight Fred. Sun. <laughs> can I be Fred here just for a second? Uh... Midnight Suns, that game rules for one, and I want to play the Midnight Suns now. Like I, I will probably buy Blade and probably Ghost Rider in the very oh. near future. Oh, that that you actually play has magic some, in your list. That actually has some relevance to 
my little segment I came up with. So we'll go into that. But those are my games that I played. So okay, uh, hey there Brad. You go. Brad, why don't you go next? Yeah, I played two games last night, both against Michael because it took Brandon way too long to play a game with Aaron. But um, I just want Brandon. I know you're listening. I want you to start playing Midnight Suns again. I know you like them, and if they're actually good, you should play them. Anyway, uh, I played. I got a lot of painting done, and so there was basically two different things to for me to choose from to play my new painted models. So I ended up playing them both. The first game I played Weapon X with my newly painted Rhino and Apex Predator and Logan and X-23. Oh my God. And Toad, I think was my list. That that list is disgusting. (laughs) It's so violent. Because I had just got Rhino painted and I wanted to put him on the table. Because at the points we were at, I wouldn't have normally played Rhino. I would have played two threes instead of a four and a two. But uh, Michael played his Red Skull Hydra list. And he played the version where he has the Howling Commandos and Winter Soldier. So he has two Got Your Backs. Um, and displacement and stuff. And he started playing Red Guardian in that. So that he gets one bodyguard for his red skull. Okay. And it was pretty disgusting. And it would have been way worse for me if he ever remembered to activate his grunts, but he never did. Oh. Uh, he just <laughs> would go right into red skull. I, it started out bad for me, but I focused on taking out the got your backs. I don't think he got a single got your back shot the entire game because of my placements and just dazing them. And I ended up winning that game. And then we played again and I wanted to play, I have a 3d printed Psylocke and a 3d printed Emma and I wanted to play them. So I played X-Men. He played Red Skull again. My list was Storm. He was the three-pointer. Mystique, Toad, Emma, and Psylocke. I I assumed probably correctly that Emma and Psylocke would be X-Men. He played, and this is very dirty, he played uh, Sleeper Agent Hulk. Oh! so you cannot do any reactions while hulk is activating and if he ever attacks and doesn't daze or kill someone he loses that ability but all michael did was move him around and throw stuff uh and carry an extract the whole time because i couldn't kill him and i never got to play brace like i had i had brace i never got to brace because I wasn't allowed to. I I also had that ability on two of my characters. Both Emma and Mystique had that ability as well. But they're not Hulk. No. No. This game this game had every iteration of that ability, I think. 
I think so. Uh, I think that's every iteration. The scenario was important. It was it was paranoia. That wasn't that important. But it was gamma. And Ooh. because it was gamma, I lost. Mm. If it had been something yep. that favored me more, I, I probably would have won the game. But it favored him heavily. Most of my stuff was dead by the end. Don't tell us how Psylocke did, because save that for later. But how did Emma Frost do? Uh, Emma was pretty good. Um, the problem is, like, with Hulk, Hulk ended up, like, on my Gamma. So he was forcing me to have to switch to... Um, oh, well, not during Hulk's turn. I guess that must have been Red Skull kept forcing her to switch to her diamond form and she's not as good in diamond form. I did get to do her area attack and hit two people switch and then do um, her psychic attack and they couldn't react. So that was fun. But okay. Remind me about the Psylocke thing. Cause I do have something to say about Psylocke from the game. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about her later. Yeah. Uh, all right. Is is there anything else anyone would like to add in this section? No, because you don't want to hear about Ghost Rider. So. You're right. Okay, so moving right along. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you – I didn't ask you beforehand, uh, Stephen, but do you have a topic for us to talk about? Well, actually, yes, I do, Fred. Would you like to know what it is? Yes, I would. All right. Well, in Marvel Crisis Protocol, we know – Obviously, our characters come in packs, right? And so this is a little bit of a model focus. But can you gentlemen name how many packs there are in this game that contain a total threat of seven across the characters? So if you have two, it's like a four and a three, right? Or if you have Malekith, he's a seven. So how many packs do you think there are that have threat seven available to purchase is this okay hold on is this going to be like a weird trick question where the answer is one and it's malekith it's no, not no, one no. i can think of it's... another one for sure so there's at okay. least two okay i was because uh, I, I don't know of very many fours that are packaged with threes Oh, I can think of one. I have one in my head. Okay. All right. Okay. Do you, do you have a number of how many packs there are available for purchase? I I have no idea personally. Well, uh, take a guess. Take a guess. It's in it's uh, in the neighborhood 92. of seventy five, isn't it? Well, there's total. I don't know how many packs there are total. Oh, okay, but... okay, okay. You only know the other number. Got it. Correct. Okay. Uh, all right. My guess is three. That's my guess. No. Three. No, you're incorrect, Fred. Okay. Six. Fred, do you have a guess? Six. No, that's incorrect. Also, there are actually 17. There are that 17? many? 17? Yeah. And I used the resources on Cerebro to figure this yeah. out. Holy guacamole. 17. Okay. 
Now, some of these are impactful and some of them are not. Yeah. What would you say for you, Fred, would be the most impactful pack that you would purchase? The most, as in the one that will have the greatest impact on the game? No, for you personally. Model, the models that you would use more. Yeah, the models that you would use more. Okay, before I say this, am I right that Vision is a four-pointer? Correct. Okay, then Vision and Winter Soldier, because yes. you will use Winter Soldier all the time. Winter Soldier is great, and he goes in everything. Okay. Right? That's my answer. Brad, what pack would you gravitate towards the most? So, I think the obvious answer for me is Storm Cyclops. Okay, which you will use one and never use the Yeah, other. but you're going to use that one, like, every game in X-Men. Okay. So, so, would you gentlemen like to know the packs that are available in this configuration? Let's start. Uh, let's get, see get, if we can name them. Some notable. Oh, okay. Okay. So we we have Vision and Winter Soldier as stated. Yeah. Corvus Glaive and Proxima in the Midnight because he's only a four. It's yeah. Not until you give him the gem, he's a five. Drax and Ronan, Doctor Strange and Wong, Cyclops and Storm oh, as Brad, Brad had stated. Wong's a two. Mm -hmm. Blade and Moon Knight. Okay. Mysterio and Carnage. Of course. Colossus and Magic. Rogue and Gambit. Mordo and Ancient One. Dr. Voodoo and Hood. Captain America and the original Human Torch. Black Swan and Supergiant. Crimson Dynamo and Darkstar. Ursa Major and Red Guardian. Malekith. And Spider-Man versus Doctor Octopus in the Rivals pack. Okay, okay. Well, so, that that is quite the grouping. There were some of those where I was kicking myself, where I thought to myself, <laughs> "I knew that was a seven. I knew." <laughs> I well, feel the reason bet as low as I did. <laughs> well, the reason I bring this up is because. If you look at MCP with 17 being the most common threat, okay, usually you'll have a core of characters that usually are about 10 points because you'll have a four-pointer and two three-pointers, right? So I thought it was very important to point out the boxes that have seven threat in case people want to make those purchases. That is a fair... To make 17. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is fair. Now on these on these, what ones would you not buy at all? Oh, uh, okay. Can I be frank? Sure. Uh, Carnage Mysterio. Really? Yeah. So uh, uh, that's a that's a take. I know. I'm not a fan of Mysterio. Uh, I know that there are people who have used him to high effect. He is slow moving, and I find that he is just never where I want him to be. And his effects, while pretty good, are not out of out of. They're not crazy. And okay. then of course Carnage, who, when he's singing, feels fantastic on the table. But I would say about uh, eighty percent of the time he's just gonna die. He's just a glass cannon, and people know to be 
know how to deal with him, I think, or okay. have at least the tools to deal with him. Uh, of course, there are circumstances where that's not going to be the case, where Carnage is just going to bully the table. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that most of the time, he's not going to do that. Brad, which pack would you not be interested in? Malekith. Malekith? I'm never okay. buying Malekith. I can see. So, yeah, my, yeah, my favorite one is Blade of Moon Knight, of course. So... That one's yeah, a I gotta, one. I gotta get that. I gotta get Blade and Moon Knight. I want to. I think uh, I have made it uh, uh, a a goal to play a lot of Spider Foes games. I now want to change that to Midnight Suns games. Get play good more. with Mysterio, and you'll be good at Midnight Suns. Jeez. Okay, maybe I'm not good at. Maybe I will never be good with Midnight Suns, but I still want to play them. <laughs> no, you'll be fine. And, and of course, my my dud is uh, Ronan and Drax. Of course, I know Brad doesn't like Drax either. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I, All right. I, I gotta be honest. In in the tournament at Pittsburgh, there was a very good player who was playing with Ronan. Like Ronan was in their ten, and I was. I talked to him about it and he made some points about Ronan that were very valid that he was he had a place in a red skull list. That's mm. very that was less. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's my little soapbox. So I hope you guys liked it. Yeah, it's always fun to have, right. uh a fun thing to talk about. Yeah, that was that I enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. All right. Uh, is there anything else that we need to talk about before we get into to Psylocke? Because last last one, I was basically all over the place. Um, what about to that other crazy. big news? Okay. Now, uh, are you trolling me, or is there other big news that I have completely? I mean, forgotten? the new Ant Man movie comes out this weekend. Okay, oh, oh. let's move on to to Psylocke. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, now that you've brought it up, I don't want to talk too long about Ant-Man, uh, but uh, I will likely see it, and I will likely enjoy it because I like the other Ant-Man movies, and uh, that's it. That's all. That's all I have to say. Any? Okay, I guess you didn't want to talk about it. I mean, I like right. the Ant-Man movies, so this is going to be great. Psylocke. Psylocke. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, all right. So, Brad, do you want to take uh, start off, start us off here? Because I did not have her open because okay. I am stupid. We have Psylocke, Elizabeth Braddock, which was disappointing. Um, she is 3-3-4 three, three, defenses. Uh, six health. Four threat, size two, medium. She goes to um, size five. I mean, not size five. Five health on the back. And did you guys notice the other change that happens on her back? No, I didn't. What is the other change? The other change is in telekinetic combat. They go from one space in front of the word advance to two spaces in front of the word advance. Wait. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. 
Wow. You're right. Why did you point that out? Because I immediately clocked it. Brett, you, Brett. you are correct. And, and that is an insane thing to have noticed. Here, here's a little peek behind the curtain of why I do that. When the card comes out, I open them in new windows so I can download them. And the way I check to see what changes on the back is I quickly go from tab to tab and look for visual changes. Okay. So and like, the, and there's the so like the six changing to a five caught my eye, and then I noticed that there was another change, and I flipped back and forth a couple times and saw, oh, it's just a space that's like catching my eye. Wow. Boy, leave it to Brad to call out their typesetting. Yeah, perception unrivaled. Yeah, yeah. I think he just rolled a nat twenty. Uh, no, all right. I mean. It's Daredevil if he could see, right? <laughs> so. oh. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and read the first attack, and then someone else can take over. So Telekinetic okay. Katana, it is an energy attack, or is it? It's range two, five dice, no power. Uh, you get to choose if it's energy or mystic. Uh, it's a regular builder, and it has wild neural disruption which is just sap energy. Well, it's sap energy, but you don't get the energy. It's concussive force. It's better than concussive force because it's for each instead of just one. Oh, okay. Yep. It's for each wild okay. they lose a power. So it's better concussive force. All right. The, the next attack is a mystic attack called Cybow. Is it side bow? It's side bow. Side bow. Uh, yes. uh, it is a range four that throws four dice and it has no cost. And after the attack is resolved, the character gains one power. Uh, and it has a hit pursuit. Before damage is dealt, this character may advance towards the target short. Uh, and that's on the hit trigger, so it'll it's pretty regular. Yeah, it's uh, it happens a lot. Yeah. Uh, the and she has one more attack. Uh, it is her her spender. It's called psionic assault. It is a mystic attack, range three that throws seven dice, and it costs three power to play. And before damage is dealt, the target character gains the the stun special condition. I did and this. And there's the no trigger. It just happens. Which rules? Okay. Uh, do you want? Uh, I I'll read one more. And then Steven can take the rest. Okay. Uh, the next one is an active uh, power. It, it, an active superpower, I should say. Uh, telekinetic combat enhancement. It costs two power. And uh, this character may immediately advance short. The next time it makes a telekinetic katana attack this turn, add two dice to the attack roll. This superpower can be used only once per turn. And you want to take the rest of them, Steven? Sure. Uh, we have a reactive superpower called telepathic precognition, and its cost is X. So you can spend as many as you need up to your power limit. While this character is attacking or defending, during the modified, modified dice step of the attack, it may spend any amount of power to use the superpower. 
For each power spent, this character may reroll one of its attack or defense dice. The superpower can only be used once per turn. Then she has an innate, which is martial artist. When this character is defending against a physical or energy attack, targeting it from within two, this character adds blanks in its defense roll to its total successes. And last innate is stealth. Characters must be within range three of this character to target it with attacks. Right. So uh, the, uh, this, it, uh, on first blush, this seems like it's another side of the coin of Emma Frost. It's a very mystic-heavy uh, four-pointer that seems to be designed to just go out and do work. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of difference here. Uh, <laughs> can I just say, I love that the spender she applies stun before she does damage so the da- so any damage she does on that they will only gain one power that's that rules it's that rules it's awesome unless you were only gonna do one damage anyway yeah it's, yeah it rolls seven dice it's pretty good it's pretty good it is but yeah, i did it to hulk and got one damage oh <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well. Spoilers. Uh, well, uh, all right, so uh, why don't you go first, Brad? What's your take on her? Uh, I like her. I like that any character that has a choice of attacks is cool. Um, I think martial arts and stealth combo is pretty good. Um, rerolling any number of dice is amazing. She's very mobile, so you can do the telekinetic combat enhancement. And then you can also do Cybo and very likely to hit that trigger. So you can move two shorts and make two attacks um, for two power. Um, I, I think she's a pretty cool four. Uh, in our game, um, she was, I mean, he had a Red Skull too. So her telekinetic katana can always attack whatever he has two defense in. He can't defend against her. Uh, So he just made sure he kept priority and killed her. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So she was threatening enough that he felt like he had to take her off the table. ASAP. I mean, that's... That's pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's a, a good, good thing. I didn't get to do much with her. Uh, she did. Yeah. Th- she did get to activate twice with before she died, and um, I this was probably the wrong decision. But both times Red Skull had already gone, so I didn't attack Red Skull. But on one of those, she dazed two other characters. Holy moly! Yeah. She okay, yeah, with two extra dice and re rolls, that's pretty good. And then she must have psionic assaulted the other one because she had a decent dice pool for it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, all right. So, I, like I uh, I like that her defensive tech is she goes 
uh, she has three three four, but she has martial artist so and uh-huh. stealth, which is a combo. So her weaknesses are still pretty good. Yeah, like uh, defensively. It it does not like help she, when Red Skull's attacking you from outside of two, though. None of that helps. Yeah, that's true. So there's a a donut hole in her defenses, and that is between two and three. Yeah. We did figure uh, Steven, out. What's your take? We figured out after the game, though, you can be outside of Red Skull's three, and you can do the Teleconnect combat enhancement and then the Katana easily from that range. Yeah. Or he can move up and attack you once. And one attack from experience yesterday, one attack was not enough. Two attacks took, had to, is what took to get her down. All right, Steven, go ahead. Well, um, I'm looking at her, and there's a very similar character that I think is going to get pushed out by her. Who's that? And, uh, magic. Ooh. Okay. There is a point difference there. Correct. But, but they are similar. Her, I'll give you that. But um, she... Um, you get... A pierce from the range two attack on magic. This one does neural disruption. I actually like that a lot better um, than the pierce because pierce you're just giving people more power, right? Um, her cybo, uh, her range four attack, which obviously magic has a range four attack, um, just gains magic one power. This one has a pursuit, so this gives her movement off of that. And then her psionic assault does that stun special condition, which I know uh, Magic's big attack is the same range, but it's only six dice, but you count skulls. So I think that one's kind of a wash. Um, but her telekinetic combat enhancement uh, works similar to her, um, her uh, Magic's teleport that she has. It, it is different. I understand it's an advance and not a place. But you get to add two dice to your basic attack and get within range of somebody. And then just the martial artist and stealth on top of that with the telepathic precognition, I think she's well worth one more threat value than, than magic and will be able to do a lot more than magic does. You know, you're right. They are quite similar. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did not put that together. The but you are correct. Magic is usually teleporting. Ah, it's probably fifty fifty. Fifty percent of the time, she's teleporting to get away, not to mm-hmm. move in. So that is a little bit different. I think the one point difference makes a big difference in X Men specifically, because they tend right. to go wide. Yeah. But if you need to upgrade a three pointer to a four pointer, it's a pretty good one-for-one upgrade. Yeah, and her basic attack's not locked into just being energy. So you could, like you said, you could be versatile with that. So I I think she's definitely worth worth the threat value uh, four compared to the threat value three that Magic is. Now, I'm not saying Magic's a bad character, but I was running her with my Midnight Suns because I thought it would would be fun, but... She just has that one superpower, and it doesn't really help anybody out. So I, I kind of switched her out for Baron Mordo, but that's just me. But 
that's my take, Fred. I, I just I just think that she's a four point that can uh, compete with a three point pretty well. Okay, that's not saying now that much, but yes, I I I see the point that you were making. Uh, I I I think she's pretty good. I think she's pretty good. Like I really like her, and it's it, it's starting to. Do you think, Brad? You played both her and Emma Frost on the table at the uh -huh. same time. Yep. How did sure that did. feel? Did that feel like you were? They did enough apart that you felt like it was worth taking both of them, or did you want to take some other four-pointer? Um, so that's not a list I would normally play, the one I played. Mm -hmm. In my X-Men, personally, I would prefer to play as wide as possible, which means I'm only probably, so neither. Playing, I'm, I'm probably only playing a single four, and I think it's just going to depend on matchups. So right now, okay. I don't think Psylocke is making it as a choice for a four. Okay. Emma Frost might. Okay. That's okay. I I I think that Psylocke has a little bit of an advantage on Emma Frost, personally. Well but that I like I really like the you can't do reactive superpowers thing. Yeah, that rules. That's, That's correct. That is okay. that is tech that I wouldn't mind having in my list. Also, the turning off pushes and stuff is pretty good. So it's just yeah. Emma Frost is a tech piece for my list, whereas Psylocke would be more of an all-rounder. But if I'm going to put an all-rounder in there, a mobile all-rounder, I'm going to put Logan. Rogue? Logan. Oh, Logan. Actually, I know a place for her, if you would like a suggestion. Yeah, sure. Um, she would be very, very good against other stealth martial artists because she can change that telekinetic katana to a mystic. mystic attack. So she would eat the other ones up pretty good, I think. Yeah. Just looking if at you, Shadowland Daredevil. If she is X-Force aligned, like I think she will be, um, I think she'll go well in X-Force too. Mm -hmm. I think she'd be a lot of fun in X-Force. But like she could give the new Jessica Drew fits, right? Uh, yeah, I don't remember her defense. Her oh, defense. she's a 3-3-3, I think. Or 4-3-3, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I forget. If she's got three Mystic defense, she then Sonic would be pretty good against her. Mm -hmm. So I think I think she plays that role where all these martial artists are defending very well against physical or energy attacks, and then all of a sudden she slips into their bubble and says, "Ha ha, I'm here." <laughs> Whereas they can't do that much to her because she's got the same tech. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to the letter grade. Uh, Stephen, why don't you go first? Oh, uh, C plus. C plus. Okay. C plus. I played against her last night because, like Brad, somebody had a 3D print model, and um, they played her, and I played Midnight Suns, and she lasted two rounds. So. 
Okay. So I didn't I didn't get to see her do much. All right, Brad, what's your take? B. B. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna also give her a B. I think that. I think that that's probably. Uh, she. I'm worried. I like everything here, but I'm a little worried that she's gonna get a little bit lost in a bunch of all-around four-pointers. Yeah. She'll get a lot of play in faction, but. Uh, Wow. Unless there's a big shake cup in X-Men, maybe not them. But X-Force. Don't yeah. sleep on her. <laughs> well, okay. There we go. We uh, uh and and Brad, what does that uh average out to in A plus? Is that correct? Is that the uh, is that the joke? No, nah, I, I believe it's an F this time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So where 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 do you guys think she could uh, land up out of affiliation? Um, I, that's a question for Brandon. That's Brandon's question. I'm bad at this. This is not what I'm good at. <laughs> um, Midnight Suns. We're on a Midnight Suns kick tonight. Jeez. We are. Uh... You know where she would probably be really good? Um, factions that normally only have physical attacks. So I'm thinking Avengers, Weapon X. Uh, she probably Criminal be, Syndicate. She'd probably be pretty good. Uh, maybe Chatland Daredevil. I wouldn't put her in Kingpin. Um, yeah. A-Force maybe? No, I'm I'm thinking convocation. Convocation, she'd be pretty decent too. the The th big thing with it is um, Ironbound Books makes martial artists not as good. Right, but I'm I'm doing more of a plane of Poldock kind of like play, where all these. Anybody who attacks with a mystic attack gets to reroll all of their dice. Ooh. Mm. Okay. That's pretty good with her. And plus she gets a little, you know, the bar with no doors. I mean, you get the reroll on defense and offense, depending on your activation. And then the other one is that when you get attacked, you can then bump back one, and maybe that gets her out of range uh, of the attacker at three into yeah. stealth yeah so i don't think that's a bad choice okay hopefully hey, next week gonna... hopefully next week we can talk about some tactics cards for her and emma yeah yeah i'd love to see what those are i i, I would really like to see what what this pack of cards include you know emma's gonna have like a bonkers card because if you transform her, she's not allowed to play it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The fact that that's on the on her card means that there's something she's got that rocks. Yeah. Uh, like right. I told you, all defenses up up by two dice always count blanks. So. Yeah, but that doesn't work for the diamond form because she can't play it. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right let's uh let's move on to 
Brad's comic book recommendations. You got anything for us, Brad? Hi, I'm Brad. I know about comics. So, um... So let's talk about the fact that this um, Asian woman is named Betsy Braddock. So uh, Betsy was born in England. Um, she is not Japanese. And um, she has telepathic powers. And then a Asian-American, not writer, uh, artist starts drawing X-Men and he really wants some Asian characters. So him and the writer come up with this plan that um, they're going to have Betsy cosmetically changed to look Japanese and think she's Japanese, brainwashed to think she's Japanese. And that was supposed to last um, until that artist wasn't drawing the book anymore, then they were going to revert it. Well, the writer, hey. the writer left, and then the artist left, and it was not fixed. And then another writer came in and made it a body swap instead of plastic surgery. And then she was stuck in someone else's body for 30 years, and it was finally fixed. So this is why I'm disappointed that it is Betsy Braddock. I was hoping it was going to be Kanan which is the name of the person who's supposed to be in that body. Um, so I, in picking stories, I went with the version we have on the card. So it's Asian Betsy. So here's what I got. <laughs> Comics are weird. Uh, the first story <laughs> I'm going to recommend is um, X-Men 31 through 32 from 1994. This is by Fabian Nicieza and Andy Kubert. So this is after Chris Claremont and um, Jim Lee have left. And Fabian Nicieza, um was very good at picking up from where people left off and like keeping with the spirit of what they were doing and all that. So he picks up after Chris Claremont and he's trying to like do justice to what was going on. But he missed the single, like half page reference to the fact that it was going to that it was plastic surgery, and so he's the one that made Betsy's old body shows up with a Japanese woman in her head, claiming she's the real Betsy, and uh, confusion. Nobody can tell who the real Betsy is, not even the other psychics. And uh, this is that story. Um, it is, despite the confusion and the weirdness, it's a pretty good story. And then they were both on the X-Men for a while. The next recommendation, this one's a little more straightforward is uncanny x-force the dark angel saga which doesn't that just sound cool <laughs> this is uncanny x-force 8 through 18 by rick remender and jeremy opina uh, i've recommended some rick remender comics before 
Apocalypse is dead. And how did that happen? Uh, they killed him. Okay. The, <laughs> Uncanny X Force is the X Men's assassins. They they just roll in and kill the bad guys before they're a problem. So they roll in, they kill Apocalypse. Apocalypse is dead. So Archangel has taken his place. Oh boy. They, the team of Uncanny X-Force, is now trying to stop Archangel from destroying the world. Um, they travel at one point to the Age of Apocalypse, which is an alternate timeline where Apocalypse took over. Uh, they get some help there and something, uh, and a MacGuffin to try to stop archangel uh and it's a real question whether they're going to succeed or even survive this mission uh it's hard to tell <laughs> so read it and find out and psylocke is a key member of this and a uh, key part of the plot because her and archangel dated and they have this close connection and she's trying to like bring out his good side and all this stuff. It's um, it's a very interesting comic. You should read it. And then because I couldn't help myself. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> I'm going to give you a Quanin recommendation. So the book is called Hellions. It's by Zeb Wells and Steven Sergovia. This book came out last year. Yeah, 2022. I think it, it wrapped up in 2022. I think it started in 2021. It's like 12 issues. Betsy was is back in her body. And so Conan is back in her own body. And she is leading a team of um, mutants, misfit mutants. So these are people who their powers have driven them to do bad things. So um, uh, who's, uh, one example is Wild Child, who, like Sabretooth and Logan, has kind of a wild side to him. And it has gotten progressively worse over time, and he's pretty feral. So it's kind of like she is leading them in therapy and that therapy is going on missions where there can't be human life lost. There won't be any humans there and they just go wild. They destroy everything. This That's the point of the mission and it helps them like release those tensions and try to be better people. Um, Havoc's also on the team because he was recently evil. Uh, don't worry about it. And um, Mr. Sinister is behind the scenes pulling strings like he always does. But he uh, flies. <laughs> not in this comic. <laughs> not in any comic he has ever been in. Um. <laughs> And so, do you know why he flies in the game? 
Why? That cape. It's got to be the cape. Because the designers misread the Wikipedia page. Oh, I thought it was the cape. No. So Sinister stole his X gene. He wasn't born with one. He took one. He took it from Thunderbird, a dead X-Men, an X-Men that died like two issues after he was introduced. That character does not fly. But he has a brother who is often called Warpath, but has gone by Thunderbird. That character flies. So what they did was they read the article. They saw that he stole Thunderbird's powers. They went to the wrong Thunderbird and looked at his powers and saw that that Thunderbird had flight. But that wasn't the right Thunderbird. <laughs> is this like a known thing? Have they have they copped no? To they this have not copped to that. Mean... But I figured it out. That had to have been what happened. <laughs> well, you, they can, you, they can you always say the, the flight was dorm, a dormant gene, a dormant mutant gene. He died in a plane crash. He would have flown away. <laughs> he was like on the outside of a jet, and the jet blew up. He would have just flown away. I just wrecked it with this one comment. I, I got you so off track. I'm so okay. sorry. <laughs> That's fine. I was pretty much done. This is a very good comic. Like everyone who's read it on the internet agrees. It's one of the best comics to come out in years. It's so much fun. Um, it is. It, it takes a bunch of characters. No one either cared about or disliked and made you love them. There's a character, his name is Grey Crow. Um, he killed a bunch of mutants. A bunch of innocent mutants that lived in a sewer. And by the end of Hellions, you're like, that dude's awesome. I'm rooting for him. Oh, wow. It's a good comic. All right, that's my recommendations. Okay, uh, say the name of the comic one more time. Hellions. All right. Like H-E-L-L-I-O-N-S. Hellions. Well, everyone should go read Hellions. And uh, is there I, – I would normally go to Brandon, but I think we've already done that segment. So uh, I guess it's me. It's my time. Uh so um, my recommendation today is not at all related. I'm just I'm just throwing it out. I, I, I'm I, I'm just gonna recommend something that I've been watching recently that I very much enjoy, and that is a Korean language show on Netflix called Physical 100, and it is a competition show where people who are uh, the 100 most physically perfect people fight in physical contests to see who wins and it is an incredible show it's so good it's so uh just imminently watchable everyone should go watch it it's very very fun hey hey fred and yeah do you know what has locks and is a psychological thriller I mean, there are quite a few now that you've just said both of those things. Uh, what Cube. are you thinking? Cube. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Everyone should watch Cube. 
Goodbye, everybody. Get, stop listening. I still haven't watched that movie yet. So.